to the New Life Lutheran Podcast, where new life in Christ is celebrated, and we explore together how to live the Christian life with excellence. Thanks for listening today. You can find our podcast at nllutheranpodcast.com. You can subscribe on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Today on our podcast, we hear our sermon from this weekend, the seventh Sunday in Epiphany. Today we hear from our missionaries in Brazil, the Steidinger family, as they serve the Amazon basin and the villages along the Amazon River. Thanks for listening. Let's get growing. Well, today we are uh, continuing on and, and wrapping up our sermon series, Transformed World. In the last few weeks, we've been talking about this, uh, this natural overflow, that when our hearts are transformed and our lives are transformed, then our communities are going to be transformed, and ultimately the whole world will be transformed in the name of Jesus. In the last three weeks, we've been hearing from our missionaries. And the first week, we heard from our missionary in Southeast Asia, in a country that's not friendly to Christianity, and how his ministry there has to be kind of covert. It has to be under the radar. And so he builds relationships and friendships with people, loving them and caring for them, welcoming, welcoming them into his home. And then through those relationships, through those friendships, he gets to tell them about Jesus. And he gets to tell his story about how Jesus changed his life. And we came out of that weekend and I thought to myself, man, ministry there seems a lot like ministry in the Sock Valley. And so the truth that we heard from that weekend is that ministry is ministry no matter where we are. It all takes us loving and serving those who are close to us, becoming friends, genuine friends with those who are around us, building those relationships, and then sharing the love of Jesus with them through our actions and through our words. And then last week we heard kind of a challenging story, and it was our missionary in Germany. And you would think, when you think of missionaries, oftentimes we think of third world countries, or these kind of undeveloped or underdeveloped countries, but this missionary is working in Germany. And we, we heard a disturbing truth, that in a country that was really, when we're, we're Lutherans, so that's where our tradition started, in a country that once had the gospel flourish there, is now very, very far from God. And most people do not know him. Most people do not know Jesus. And in a country where there's billions of people, only 3% attend church regularly. Very few know Jesus, even when there are so many in this country. And even when there are so many churches in this country, we saw uh, David walking down the street and he said, I can see eight churches right here. And they're all empty. And so we kind of faced a harsh reality that even in the United States we're facing some of that. That right now only about 17% of people go to church on a regular basis or know Jesus or are in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so in Germany we kind of saw our future, what could be our future. And we had this disturbing realization that this was a wake-up call for us. That in one generation, in two generations, a people group can lose the gospel. They can lose it. And if they don't pass that tradition, if they don't pass the faith down to the following generations, then it, it's gone. And we face the reality that maybe we're in a similar situation. May this reflect maybe we haven't passed on the faith as effectively as we could. And so as we kind of listened to that and went through that and thought about that this week, um, 
You know, it's easy to despair. It's easy to be afraid about our churches closing. We heard that five to 10,000 churches a year close in the United States. Five to 10,000 churches close. In the midst of our churches shrinking and, and closing, it's easy to despair. But I guess I just wanted to encourage you guys that um, I've read the end of the book, and I'm sure you have too. And the end of the story is that Jesus wins. That Jesus wins. That he conquers. That every tongue will confess that he is Lord. And that if we hold strong to our faith, if we love others and care for others, if we wake up from our sleepiness and turn towards God and seek him and love him and love our neighbors, then we will be conquerors too. And so despair really isn't the, isn't the, the proper posture for Christians. Hope, resolve, dedication, and faithfulness is. And so I guess I just want to say that even in the face of what seems like a scary situation, I'm glad that we're in it together. I'm glad that, that you and I are, are laboring together to share the gospel with our neighbors, with our community, with the whole Sock Valley, with our state, and ultimately the world. And so today we're hearing um, a story from, another, uh, from an underdeveloped country. Uh, Brazil is the, is the story that we're going to hear about today. And our missionaries there, the Seidinger family, they are in one of the most remote places in the world, the Amazon Basin, right along the Amazon River. And along the rainforest and the river there, there are towns and villages that have never heard the gospel. There are towns and villages that have been almost completely unreached by any sort of modernization. And there are people groups in the rainforest that don't even know that an outside world exists. They have no contact with the outside world. There are, this is a, there are people in this, in this area that are far, far from the normal mainstream society. And the Steidingers have dedicated themselves to raising up locals, nationals, Brazilians, who can proclaim the gospel and serve these villages that don't know Jesus. And so we're going to hear today about innovation, that they're using things like transportation, they're using resources, they're using training and equipping in order to spread the gospel. And so Germany might be our future in the United States, but I think that the Amazon basin might also be our future too. That we can either go the way of one country that has decided to just roll over and not try to proclaim the gospel, or we can be like the Steidingers and the Nationals in Brazil, who have chosen to commit themselves to the gospel, found innovative ways to do that, and spread the love of God to those people. So let's hear their story now. Good morning, New Life. God bless you on this beautiful day that the Lord has made. We'd like to take a few minutes to introduce you to our family and to the Amazon River Basin where we're privileged to serve. We're Matt and Janelle Steidinger, and we're originally from central Illinois, a half hour east of Bloomington. Matt and I met in high school, dated in college, and married during his grad school years. God has blessed us with four terrific kids, and this May we will celebrate our 20th anniversary. The kids enjoy helping with the variety of different projects and work opportunities the mission field presents, from airplane maintenance, with their dad supervising, of course, to church construction and also kids' ministry. Our oldest, Mariah, is 18 and a high school senior this year. She loves kids and is not one to shy away from hard work. Her future plans are undetermined, but she's interested in possibly serving in medical missions. Jayla is 15 and a sophomore. 
Both of the older girls have helped with intake for medical and dental clinics, as well as translation for church services during river trips. Her dream is to care for babies in a Chinese orphanage someday. Our son Luke is 13 and a 7th grader this year. He really enjoys reading, but likes being on the back of a horse as well. Along with the other kids, he loves going out on river trips and can usually be found helping at the church construction site. This has given him some unique opportunities that he would not have experienced in the U.S. He's also learning to enjoy airplane maintenance. Sierra, our youngest, is 10 and a 4th grader. She is our animal lover and has great compassion for people also. She was born in the U.S. but has lived over half of her life here in Brazil and has now lived in more Brazilian states than American. Our family has been serving in aviation ministry along with support to Brazilian church planters for the past six years in the city of Santarém. We recently moved to a smaller city further upriver to begin another project in a more remote area. Now we begin the geography lesson. For those of you that don't know, Brazil is about the size of the continental United States. The states in the north are located in the Amazon basin. If we take the state in red, Amazonas, which we moved to in January, and place it over the United States of America, this state geographically is about the size of eight Midwestern states. Let's take a look at the status of the church in this large Brazilian state of Amazonas. Recent research allows us to see the number of communities in each county that have an evangelical church, or more importantly, those that don't. If we look up in the top right corner of this map, we see areas of blue and green. These colors show areas where 30% or more of the communities in these counties that have an evangelical church. Most of these are located around the large city of Manaus, which is the capital of the state of Amazonas. However, as you look farther to the southwest, or on the map, the lower left corner, you'll see lots of yellow, orange, and red areas. Yellow areas depict counties where 20 to 30 percent of the communities have an evangelical church. You will also see a large area of orange. In these counties, 10 to 20 percent of the communities have some kind of gospel presence. However, the areas in red depict counties where 90 percent or more of the communities do not have an evangelical presence. These are the areas that we've started working in and we will continue to work to bring the gospel to these areas. So now that we've laid out the challenge, let's look how we feel God has led us to overcome these obstacles to bring his message of love and forgiveness to these people. Our biggest obstacle is the huge area that we're working in. Although Brazil is not considered an unreached country, we would say that it has many areas that are considered remote. As we look to try to reach these people living along the Amazon River and its tributaries, we see three main barriers. The first is the access barrier. These places are at the end of the earth. There is nothing past them. They are hard to find, hard to get to, and difficult to be concerned about. The second barrier we have is the forgotten barrier. The people are forgotten. They're overlooked by the progress of their own country. And they're left to fend for themselves as development and modernization passes them by. 
It is not unusual to find people who do not know their own birth date, their birth year, do not have a birth certificate, and are not registered with any government organization. The third and last barrier is the resource barrier. Reaching these communities, the people that are out there, takes resources. It is a dollar and cents matter of reaching them with the gospel. Often, there are nationals, Brazilians, that want to go and help out, but the resources and the means to achieve that are just not available. As a mission, Amazon Salt and Light, we feel God has called us to reach these people using two main strategies. The first is realizing that we cannot do this alone. Our goal is to use Brazilian national workers as our main resource. We have found many Brazilian pastors and missionaries that desire to reach their own people. They are much better equipped than us Americans in doing this. They already know the language, the culture, and they are able to live on much less than we can. Our second strategy is to come alongside these national workers with transportation. Amazon Salt and Light was founded by people that saw the value of aviation in reaching these remote areas. We realize that aviation is not the complete answer, so we also come alongside these national workers with speedboats, boat fuel, sometimes motorcycles and bicycles. Again, trying to break down that resource barrier. Our motto here at Amazon Salt and Light is taking the gospel faster, farther in the Amazon Basin. We consider ourselves simply a catalyst allowing the Brazilian church to take the gospel to their own people. Our goal is for them to spread out along the Madeira River, one of the many tributaries of the Amazon. They will live in these communities and begin to evangelize, disciple, and then plant churches. We have challenged each family to plant 20 churches within the next five years. This is going to be a difficult task, but we believe by covering them in prayer, providing strategic partnerships, and assisting with the much-needed transportation costs, this can be accomplished through the Holy Spirit. This map shows a glimpse of what we are dealing with along this tributary. Each one of these points is a GPS coordinate of a community recognized by the government. Sometimes there may be only a dozen huts along the riverbank, but that community has a name and those people have souls that God cares about. The points in red are communities that we've identified as those without any evangelical church. Praise the Lord, there are some points in green where a church has been established. In the Mandeta River system, there are over 1,200 communities. It's estimated that less than 200 have an evangelical church. Praise the Lord, after being here for less than a month, we have visited 12 communities already and are praying and excited about what the Lord is going to do in each one of these. This gives you an idea of the strategy that God has given us. A contact is made in a community, and then we enter that community through that contact and begin a relationship with that person. And through the Holy Spirit and His conviction, that person comes to know Jesus Christ. We then work to train them as the leader, the local leader of that community, trusting in the Lord and the power of the Holy Spirit to transform that person's life, which then enables them to begin to evangelize and disciple other people. One question Pastor Ben asked us was, what gets you up in the morning? For us, what keeps us here serving in the Amazon is a love for the Lord. 
This is best explained by a quote from the perspectives class we took before going into missions full-time. We have seen that compassion for people must not be detached from passion for the glory of God. A strong feeling of love for the lost, or the world, is a very difficult experience to sustain and is not always recognizable when it comes. Don't wait for a feeling of love in order to share Christ with a stranger. You already love your Heavenly Father, and you know that this stranger is created by Him, but separated from Him, so take those first steps in evangelism because you love God. It is not primarily out of a compassion for humanity that we share our faith or pray for the lost. It is, first of all, love for God. The Bible says in Ephesians, With good will, doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. Humanity does not deserve the love of God any more than you or I do. We should never be Christian humanists, taking Jesus to poor, sinful people, reducing Jesus to some kind of product that will better their lot. People deserve to be damned, but Jesus, the suffering Lamb of God, deserves the reward of His suffering. This hopefully gives you a glimpse of how we are serving in South America. We're excited to continue partnering with you as we help take the gospel to remote access locations and get to see the Holy Spirit transform lives, resulting in a transformed world.